I'm that nigga, huh? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Conscious Reconstruction. I am the host with the most, aka Tony Melbourne, aka Mr. Mirror Mirror on the wall. Who's the prettiest of them all? It's not even a question. It is a fact. It's me. And it's been me. You niggas need to catch up. What? I've been in 2029 since last year. You niggas is still in 2020. What Dom say? Are you 40? What hit boy? No. I just been doing shit. By the time I'm 40, though, I'll be looking at three more years until retirement. Oh, I just, uh, I don't know. How was your weekend? Oh, got back to working out. Uh, taking that day by day. Uh, I had an author that I really, I kind of pay attention to. That's kind of on the same journey, and it's, and he pretty much said he. I think he kind of encapsulated the entire journey. It's about not being mad at yourself about messing up yesterday. It's about pretty much trying to do the do better the next day. So kicking yourself that I don't know you ate something that you should have shouldn't have or done something that you shouldn't have or you didn't work out worrying about what you didn't do yesterday doesn't really do you any good today because it's yesterday so just do it today and that's what that's pretty much the outlook I'm taking uh I'm gonna see if I can squeeze in a workout tomorrow but I'm not I don't think that's necessarily gonna be possible but Tuesday definitely what about you, Ash? How was your weekend? Busy. And I'm glad that at least Sunday I had some time to myself. Other than that, busy. <laughs> and that's okay. that. For the next few hours, you'll have a little time to yourself. We'll see how these weeks go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what life is like having a child, so <laughs> I don't know how much you can really chisel out of that. <laughs> like I honestly just don't know. It's but if it was a... like having my nephew for however long I had my nephew, like because during my senior oh, year high school, I had to. Uh, my nephew was in my house all the time. He was the most interested in what I was doing twenty four seven, but he was like I don't know three or four, so different type. Definitely different age range in your child. No, it's not just that. It's just catching up with all the shit that I gotta pay for. It's stressful. And now I have to go figure out how I'm going to get my things paid for. So it's been a hustle. Hustle, hustle, hustle. End of the year. Uh, I guess, yeah. And also, I don't like not having money. So (laughs) I have to make sure I have the monies. And me not having money is, is dumb. I don't like it. Yeah, that's oh. fair. So, forgive me if I'm not in the greatest mood. Me not having money is disgusting. I hate myself. Bitch, what is this? What are we doing here? I don't like it. No, 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 no. You need to focus. <laughs> that's what Ash is focused on. Her bag. I don't have any fucking joy because I don't want any joy. I want money. <laughs> Understand that about yeah. me? If I'm sad and you see me not talking, maybe I'm having a financial issue and I have to figure out how to fix it. Nothing else is going to bring me out of this except for cacherinos. That's fair. Yeah. I'm very materialistic. Don't not, don't nobody ask me shit about, oh man, you got to like say no. Ashley is materialistic. I like materialistic things. Do not ask me about Good or bad. I like really nice stuff and I like having a lot of cash. Oh, now you made me think of Melancholy Hill. Thanks a lot. Up on the. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope, I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. 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 I'm sor
I stopped. We he did that. We gonna just move past it. You cut that <laughs> out. Stop playing on your hand, your, your, your legs. Just no. no. Uh, I'm sorry that my hand is just. He like said, a "Stop dude. playing I, on I, your little." Yeah, <laughs> this nigga brought out the fucking air piano. Y'all not about to play. Y'all not about to do the jukebox bullshit. No, are you? no, no. No, we about to do karaoke. What we're about to do is talk about male depression. Yes, we are. Fuck <laughs> no, I, like, what I hate y'all so much all the time. I'm sorry. It's, it's like once a month. <laughs> it's like once a month with y'all. I'm, you saved it all for a very long time. Yeah. I would stop. He would say hella tracks and I would just be like, well, I'm gonna look over here. <laughs> yeah, because cut that shit the fuck out. What's up with y'all? Why don't you understand? Why don't you enjoy our happiness? Why are you denying this? I think that y'all should do that together away from me. You want to do a karaoke night? It may be fun, actually. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're not doing that. Yep. <laughs> Y'all do karaoke. Mm-hmm. See, I would do karaoke. Leave us alone. But this ain't karaoke night. This is <laughs> karaoke night. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> See, it hit you with that Jamaican nope. It hit you with that island nope. You go there, hear like the same five songs over and over again. It's just like you go hear some Taylor Swift. You gonna hear single ladies. You gonna hear uh Just karaoke at Quaker Steak and Lube. Uh we had a Quaker Steak and Lube beside the basement of our thing along with What is your thing? Nigga, what? Uh, well, <laughs> you can't describe <laughs> something like that on the show. Of the Rat Skeller. The Rat Skeller is a <clears throat> was actually kind of important stage in Ohio back when Ohio like rock scene was fairly large. So people used to come down there. Apparently, they used to serve. Well, they do serve beer down there still, but they used to serve like alcohol and other stuff on the college campus and stuff like that. And people used to come in and they used to perform at the Rascular. So what they did is they took that stage, they left it in there, and they turned it into a karaoke place for the college kids so they could have something to do. Okay. okay. Um. I don't know where you guys could go karaoke now. I can find a way. There's, there's a technically um, Lakewood Tavern. You can karaoke there on, um, I think Saturdays. Yeah, but I feel like that's a place where we go run into a bunch of old people and they do do old people karaoke. No, Not necessarily. No, Lakewood Tavern is a young people spot on Saturdays. Okay, it's a much more younger crowd. Like my um homie who, like. If me, Zay, and Vern are all in like the same like age range, he's like, what kind of karaoke are we looking at? This nigga not gonna do it. You don't only asking for caveats and no, shit. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. What that no, means. like you're already talking it out. Well, no, no I'm, just I'm good. About it I'm good. There's, there's like you gotta worry no. about the song selection, Ash. No, you don't. If you you go, look at a screen and then place, you pick a you song. You go to some place to expect the Beatles. It is just like, oh, I'm here. It's like, I got Isley Brothers. No. That's fine. It's okay, Charles. Yeah, I just got to be ready. That was the Telltale sign. That was the Telltale sign, and this nigga not going to do it, and he not going to be, oh, you is know. That, is, yeah. is that a challenge? You already just be like, oh, is man, what you got to do? Oh, Wait, man, let me know. <laughs> I take it as a challenge. All right, you're throwing you down the gauntlet. Let me know. Let you me know not. what I can say to not be there. All right. Nope, nope, yeah. nope, nope. You about, now we doing it. Now you started <laughs> no. it. It's happening. Don't be coming over here. It's just like, I'm sort of money. No, I sure am. Y'all can go ahead and pay. I love that. Go ahead. No, that's not gonna be it. No. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> nope. No, it's all right, Charles. Mm-hmm. I know how you get Nobody down, and I love you for it. Anyway. So, I brought up this one to continue the conversation on how don't nobody really validate male feelings. So I was like, all right. I'm going to help y'all out. I'm going to give y'all a little bit of space and time. Because if I had to be honest, my bitterness towards all the hurt that I felt for men definitely came on in that fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> I look back like, you a little bitter ass. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it definitely showed his ass that day. But the great thing about me is I can reflect on those times <laughs> and be like, all right. I feel like that is a normal woman response, mm-hmm. which is 
fair because I get that niggas in a general sense probably haven't been the best right towards like our counterparts so then for other niggas they be like well we need some space to feel and shit like, we're, like we're just like uh excuse nigga, me nigga what oh <laughs> what yeah, are you talking like, to these fisty cups. <laughs> yeah cause like like I said like when we was talking about like hey if a man come out here and he a little stressed out about his job or whatever he get fired and you just be like no we're not having that I'm like I don't get it I would cry and y'all be like that's okay for you but for him it's not and then I realized y'all probably saw that more as whining more than like a for real like emotional well, breakdown well it's not like it's it's not like not having a problem isn't is a job isn't an issue but the thing is it's solvable no 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 my issue is go cry to your lady mm-hmm. it's for me the lady like my random female friend crying to me is weird to me I get that you're gonna you broke down and you started crying alright we're here now also still weird that you chose me to do this with instead of your significant other unless you don't have one and, and then I, that kind of answers itself and then I somehow occupy this like more important space in your life but then I think I would recognize that already that all right, I'm kind of like in an elevated position where I'm like more of like a advice giver like advisor type of friend role but if I'm just like your regular regular friend don't cry to me period now you can come to me and we can you can vent to me but you come in face to face boohooing <laughs> you random lady also go away <laughs> what are you doing you're not about this to emotionally inher- dump on me this inherently lies the problem I, I guess maybe random but I don't know this tough shit that y'all be doing I get that it might be programmed into y'all but that might be a little bit of a barrier sometimes when uh-huh. we just be like Okay, well, can you take it? I'm not. And I'm not saying this is an excuse. I'm just saying in my head, that tough shit sometimes don't really. It's not tough towards that. If you my girl, come mm-hmm. cry to me. You sad. I get it. Be emotional. I just don't have any emotional investment in you random friend mm-hmm. in that capacity that you should just be crying to me. But if you need advice, come to me for advice. But I'm not your emotional like anchor, and that's what you're using me for when you're coming to cry. Mm-hmm. But that's, what's wrong with that? that? That's not what I am. <laughs> that's what you need. Mm-hmm. You need to get that from your significant other, or or from a friend that wants to be that. I don't want to be that for you, who is just a friend. And it's a weird thing. A lot of people think they want to be a lot of things and they don't really want to. I know I don't want to be an emotional anger for other people. That's draining. That's you coming to me with your emotional issues and me having to emote and feel and empathize with you and then not put my emotions in a new, a shift their, their energy. No, what? For someone that I'm just in a friendship with? That you're gonna go off and then now, like, after you've emotionally dumped on me and then be cool and go have a cool, good day with somebody else? How would y'all work through that? Or you work through that? But if you're my girl and I'm in a partnership with you, then yeah, you could definitely emote and bear all your emotions and put that on me because that's what I'm here for. I'm here for you to do that and hopefully for you to be receptive of if I need that same, like, acceptance but for just like the random person i'm here to help you solve your problem or listen to you vent venting is fine as well but once we get to like hyper emoting i'm not here for that because you're not really looking to solve anything you're trying to like get it off your chest and And i much too emotional way for me to like want to be involved in that like you crying and snotty What am I doing here? Where's your... (laughs) Why am I here? Depends upon how close I am with the person. 
I was gonna say, but Charles probably feels differently than me. Depending upon who I am, like if it's a cousin, so close family. That's different. That that but that the, 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 but they're still they're still women. So I'm saying. I mean, depending but upon the circumstance. That's why I like it, like friend. So if I'm dealing with family, girlfriend, fiance, so on and so forth, cool. Uh, close friend, also cool. Like medium range, like kind of medium range, a distant friend, probably not close enough to you to really even one understand what you need and to be that person for you because the like part of it I think is kind of the connection. But the thing is, I can only do the as an introvert. I can only do that for so many people. Like, I'll get wrung out doing this for other people. And then somebody has to do that for me, but I'm literally just going to be complaining about me listening to other people's problems, which seems, it seems like it's just kicking a can down the road. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. So for me, that's why I'm like, I'm not trying to engage in that type of like emotional exchange Mm. unless you're really my significant other. Now, I have no problem expressing myself, talking about like, oh shit, y'all know it. When I'm feeling burnt out, if I'm feeling tired, I say, hey, I want y'all to know. That took a while, though. I didn't feel it until then. No, I'm talking about that took a while for you to be comfortable saying that shit. Because I think for years, it was just, fuck you, fuck that, fuck you bitch ass niggas, I'll drop you off tomorrow. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) That had nothing to do with like me being comfortable had a lot to do with like y'all being dependable mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm quick to as quick as I am to like recognize that failure in my own life I'm just as quick to recognize that a situation is failing as well this is not working so it was if this don't gel and move the way that it should be, we should just stop it <laughs> and end because continuing to force something that's not working is a bad decision. It just leads to a bunch of bitterness. Yeah, like people are, I, I see too many people that feel like, hey, I made this decision, so I have to write this decision out because I made this decision. <clears throat> no. I made this decision. I recognize it's a bad decision. I'm going to now make a new decision to counteract said bad decision I made in hope that this decision will put me on a better pathway. But I'm not going to keep riding the pathway that I already see is bad. That I understand. So, you yeah, know, that's what it was more like. But then shit, if you recognize everyone that had that got that energy that wasn't serious fell by the wayside. That I understand. That, okay, that's how you deal with that. For me, it was, like, you trying to hang out, but then also be like, you know, fuck you and fuck that. I don't know how you were supposed to inspire, like, closeness with that attitude, but it didn't work in my perspective. I get that that worked for people that, like, has been around you for years, but that didn't inspire nothing to me to be like, oh, he's a safe person to be around for real. Like, I, I didn't do that for me. And I don't know if... Like I was just <clears throat> I never called you out on or anything like that. I just, you know, it was just what it was. But I don't think that that would make me feel like to be give you that same grace in return is what I'd be trying to think about if someone came in the room and just start emoting and you just like, huh, fuck that. And then be like, well, why doesn't no one listen to me? Well, I don't know if what you get out is what you get back in. I'm not going to say that. But <clears throat> I feel like relationships vary. Like, I don't have that many people I can emote to at nauseum, but I mm-hmm. don't also with the with the amount of guards that I have up, I just don't emote to people very commonly, period. Yeah. I will emote frustration, mm-hmm. but I will not emote, like, the myriad of other things that I feel all the time. Unless it's some very specific circumstances or is relevant to the current situation. Or if you are the person who trespassed against me. 
Right. I don't. I guess. And I'm not. That's not a motive, as in like, oh, I'm crying to you. No, we are done. You are never around me again. And I tend to stick to those things. I'm like that dude who was inside of the uh, yo, you cheated. My brother cheated on me with and stole my uh girlfriend and married her. Fuck him forever. Was it like for y'all, like, did it happen? Like, did you have a defining moment where you were like, I can't do this because the world keeps telling me no? Or is this just gradual over time? Like, oh, me showing how I truly feel is just not safe to do. One thing. Um, I don't show how I truly feel to most people because of the same reason I don't want most people to, like, just like off the cuff emote to me. I don't think that one, it's it's really like your responsibility. That's, That's true. And two, I feel like if I'm not comfortable with you, if I'm not I don't know exactly how you're going to handle like what I'm giving to you and so I generally just choose to like emote with people that I'm more comfortable with like I've cried around my male friends like I've there's the things that I've done but it was a cry of like hey I'm crying I'm frustrated and these are the things that I'm trying to work on to get through it mm-hmm I'm comfortable with that. But if you're crying for the sake of crying to have an emotional release, I don't really think that I'm the person that you should be like coming to for that. Where you should be looking towards like your partner for that. That's like y'all have that like emotional connection where this is someone that really should be like receiving that energy and you should be receptive of theirs because they probably want to be the person that you feel comfortable doing these things with not me um to respond to what you said i get that it probably did not feel like oh he is a safe person to express like anything to (laughs) other than work what's this work about yeah i wasn't necessarily looking to create a safe space for anything else outside of work because I had dealt with a lot of like not working right, and, and calling it work. And that's useless. That's a waste of my time. And I was like, I'm not here to, to do that. So if it's not going to be work, then it could be nothing, which I'm also wildly comfortable with, which I think makes other people uncomfortable because it's not a judgment on them. Which I think people take it as. For me, it's more like, hey, we don't operate in a fashion that is conducive for all of us to reach our goals the way that we would like. Sometimes Lego parts don't fit together. We might be puzzle pieces at completely opposite ends of the puzzle. We don't go together. We still make a whole ass picture, but we just don't go together. That's okay. But... I do recognize that there are ways to like be focused on work that don't have to be so like authoritarian. What about you, Charles? Was it like a moment that you knew this is not safe or is it just something over time that you just never felt comfortable with because Uh, maybe how you grew up and people telling you "Mm, that's not what we do around here. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's a learned reaction. Mm-hmm. from people being around or watching people, particularly those who I'm supposed to be able to sh- share my like deepest dark fears and so on and so forth with and then have them turn around and weaponize them. I've seen it happen chronically, not necessarily to me, but to other people. And I'm just like, you know what I would prefer not to happen? That. So it happens more so, not just with other women, is start with like parents, right? 
Uh, I never really emoted to my parents. I like, I emoted to my mother, but it's just like, I mean, when I was a kid, it was like petty bullshit for the most part. So that I'm not necessarily worried about. It's more so when things started getting a lot more serious and there are a lot more serious issues. And I need to know that I'm around someone who isn't going to weaponize or do that or try and use it or like just kind of run around blabbing shit to all these other people. And I think this is just like, I need to know when I tell someone that information, that information is going to stay with them. Because in a lot of situations, like when my grandfather passed away a year, a couple of years ago now. Oh, it's been two years. Shit. Uh, when that happened, there was a bunch of family-ish that was happening along with that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of poppycock about forgiveness as far as I'm concerned. And it's just like, you you broached us. For me, it was, it's out of that situation. It's just like, y'all know what this is. They broached a certain line. This is untenable. And I came here and I talked to Tony about some things. And it's just like, that's going to stay right there. No matter how pissed he gets at me, he's going to call me a whole lot of other things. But he's not going to use that. No, we. I would never speak of that again. It's, it's like that's, that's not it. something that we have to. It's just like pretty much locked in the box. Yeah. So, I do have friends I can trust in that way, but I'm fairly lucky about my friends, and because I picked them fairly judiciously, like I have a lot of people who are close, or there's a lot of people who I kick it with, but I still have a very short list of friends. And I pro- probably would say I have a max, like, 10 friends. And that's all. And now that I think, like, when my father s- spun it to me, it's just like, as far as he's concerned, he really only has five. It's just like, and a lot of them, and three of them are dead now. So it's just like, yeah, most people don't walk through life with a ton of people who they can just. I guess, see, I grew up with my mother allowing me to emote and be fully expressive to her mm-hmm. but that shaped it where I only really express to people that I'm comfortable with which I guess why I only think that people should do that with like the prescribed people I guess is probably what shaped me where it's like if I have like an issue with something like I have someone direct that I can go to that I know like has love care and understanding for me that's gonna like listen and not like really like look to use this information to harm me so when I've come across people who I've deemed to be that, but then have also turned around and done things like Charles, I didn't grow up seeing that. So I just immediately knew that, um, no, um, no, you're wrong. You're wrong and you're, you're evil. <laughs> I got like, it. Like, betrayal is one of the biggest, my biggest like turn off, like loyalty and betrayal, like two of the biggest things for me. Cause it's like betrayal only comes from people that you trust. And that you've put your trust and faith in. No one else can betray you. True. You have to be in a position to stab you in the back. You have to be behind you. Yeah. And, and that is valuable to me. It's like, if I allow you back there, like, and show you, like, my vulnerability, for you to use that against me is crazy. And me, I guess me having someone that allows me to be vulnerable and then seeing other people just, like, do wild shit to people is like, ha. Huh. So you don't just tell everybody everything. You got to have some discernment and know that these people that you tell fuck with you for real. Yep. And that's where you got to kind of draw the line. Yeah. And I also have to understand them as enough as a person to the point where even if we fall out in a way, they still not going to. It's just like, well, that relationship's in the past, but there's still certain lines that you just don't. There's certain lines you don't cross. And I see a lot of the times. I mean, I haven't had a girlfriend do this to me, but luckily I have been discerning enough in the women that I've chosen to be around to the point where they wouldn't do that to me. But I see a lot of dudes who express some things and it's just like, well, why are you like this? And they explain the reason why they're like this. And then they weaponize the reason why they're like this is just like, well, I mean, a lot of these situations break down into trust issues. And now you just pretty much demonstrated I can't trust somebody else. So is the trust 
with other women or other men? Like, what would you say is Anybody. I don't just trust? People. Just people. Both of them are just yeah, just people equal. Mm-hmm. I don't think for us it's really like a gender specific. It's we just look at people as you're not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. But I think that has to do with like as men, we kind of have like boundaries that we set with people in general. And so since we're already looking to like define our boundaries and like evaluate who we're bringing into our lives in like a more critical way, it's like, all right, well, no, I can't give y'all none of this information because y'all aren't like up to like the standard of trustworthiness. Like y'all are cool to hang out with or like kick it with, but I couldn't really like tell y'all shit about myself. Where sometimes you definitely tell to it. Like I haven't had a woman like really weaponize anything that I think that was like personal to me. I've had women say like I've had women say mean things, but like that doesn't really bother me. Like a mean thing is a mean thing. And and even if it's like they said mean things that they thought were that were like targeted to be hurtful. But it wasn't like they took something that I had told them and then like reworked that into like a weapon and tried to stab me with it. It was like, hey, I know that this is important to you, so I'm going to say something negative about it. That's fine. You can do that. But you can't take my past trauma or my past vulnerabilities that I've handed you as like a safeguard and then be like, hey, watch these things that I throw on the ground and stab you with the pieces. Whoa, that's wild to me. And so, like, I haven't really experienced that, but I have seen people, like, go through that. And it's like... Is that, like, primarily what women do? Or have men done that to you before, too? Well, I, I, like I said, I haven't really experienced it happen to me. I've seen men and women I do it, I have seen more so women do it, but also, I've also seen men do it to women. So, I'm not saying that this only happens in one position or another. Like, it's not impossible for men to do it, but I also wouldn't surround myself with men who would do it but it seen it more so with women yeah i mean getting a get back so to speak because i mean i feel like women are more apt to i mean women are more likely to do more so uh emotional and like they're just more prone to emotional manipulation and things of that nature because they're i feel like they're also probably more susceptible to that Whereas a dude will just probably try, like, if we get to that point, I'm, we probably going to end up just physically fighting before we actually get to the point where we going to throw around some stuff like that. Yeah. Like, if like, I get mad enough, like, I'm going to just hit Charles. Like, I'm not going to look for, like, something, like, emotionally to, like, cut Charles down. I'm going to put my hands on him. Um, but I think that I see it. I would say I see it more in relationships, not necessarily in like friendships. Yeah. Except for when it's like women on women friendships. Y'all get real nasty about secrets that y'all know about each other. And like when y'all friendships are falling apart and y'all decided that y'all are about to be cutting, y'all get to, well, bitch, this is why. And I'm like, oh. So everything you know about her is just open and you just broadcast that now. All right. Well, y'all. Don't and have doing inside a, some of the most public of fashions. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like, that's just so so rude. So that's when I see women do it the most. But like in, inside of relationships, I see it equally in like men and women. It's like they definitely like I see men definitely. I see women use men's like emotional vulnerabilities in a way to like to like try and hurt them. And I see men kind of, like, use women's, like, past, like, insecurities and, like, potential abuse that they face, verbal, mental, emotional, as, like, anchors to, like, use and put, put against them, basically. And so I see it, like, they use different things, but it's still, like, using somebody's past against them. So I, I see it in both. And it's generally like in like a manipulative fashion where it's like done out of like, I want to hurt and or control what this person is doing. It's done out of malice. Yeah. And so usually I see it in women like trying to like feel like, oh, he hurt me. So I'm going to hurt him back. And then men, I see it as I want to like 
manipulate her in a way, but still malicious with intent. So like, I don't think that either one is like better than the other. I so I don't really feel like I have a. I don't really have too many examples of like that happening to me, but I've definitely seen like that happen to people, which has always been like, all right, I gotta go. Like I felt like one of my uncles was in that situation mm. where like his partner and I was like, ah, I don't like this. I, I hate this person. I've just seen it happen a lot with my grandparents, my maternal grandparents when it was going on in the way they treated a lot of the people that were around them. And it's just like, man, you gaslighty a whole bunch of other stuff. And for a very long time, it's just like, I, it's real rough to deal with some of that stuff. Cause it's just like, as my grandparents, it's just like, how do I rectify who you were with who you were to me? And possibly you being who you actually are, be actually probably somewhere in the middle of there. Like, very, because it's like, my grandmother, my, my maternal grandmother is a very flawed person. I said, love her to death. Fair way to put things. But very, very flawed. Now, I can say situationally, like, you you just kind of did what you could, but there were some things that came out when my grandfather passed that I wasn't even aware of. Like, I didn't even know one of my aunts was not actually uh, my grandfather's child at all. Apparently that was a thing. And I'm just like, excuse me? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Huh? Mm. I'm confused. You didn't know that? Wait. No. Is she the oldest? No, youngest. Uh, it makes it weird, don't it? Don't I know exactly what happened? It's just <laughs> your grandpa dealt with that. Grandpa said, I'm, I'm here now. It's just like, all right. Was he out? Right. You know what? I don't need to know your family history because now I, gotta... I don't know my family history particularly well. <laughs> I was just like, so now like I can fully inform. Yeah, I was like, just like, I... well, was he at least doing his own thing? And this happened to be like when they was born, like a so. break. Because like they were divorced, and, well, they were split up at one point in time. Okay, well that's that's fair. Well, maybe they're in... maybe I don't know. See, that's the one thing that I just don't like about women. They always be like, we can do what a man can do. Yes, y'all can. But I can go and lay down every single place. You know what I'm not bringing back to our house? A bobby. But you could bring a whole new baby mama back to the house and a kid. Like, who is this? You brought baby father and baby I mean that's still two. That was the that I don't get. You have to redo that. Start over from the beginning. Math is still you know what the same. I don't like that? No. You know what I don't like about women? Let's start from there. That you then, can come with a baby. <laughs> that I can come with a baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's you're, you're coming, coming back to the household. Like let's say we we split and we're separated for a while, and then we decide that we want to reconcile. Reconcile. You are now. A completely new situation. Oh, I feel like that's a part of the reconciliation. If that's a conversation that this happens. Not if that's not how it ended. You not if that's not how we split. Oh, so that means you're say you're just upset that you're not coming back to the exact same situation that you left. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not what's happening anymore. What we're, what we're doing is now there's this situation and a whole new third party that's involved and a child that I'm stewarding now. I mean. You should steward the ones that you had. I, I am. I am. Elsewhere. I am. I am stewarding the ones that I that I had. But I also have to store this new one that I had no parts in making. Well, if you lay down someplace else and you have a kid with another woman, you should steward that child. I am. You know what, so know what doesn't happen, though? What? 
they live with you? 90% of the time it does not live with me. So, you know, it generally doesn't happen. Household dynamics don't change. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, nigga? What are you talking about? I feel like the household dynamics <laughs> yes. change. You got to like go babysit this nigga now. The time that you didn't have to babysit that nigga has now changed our household dynamics. Comes here. What are you talking about? So that means now there's a third child. What? Kind of, it comes in and goes out. That does change your dynamic. Yes, it does. Your time not spent equally. Your money not spent equally no more. Things have changed if you claiming this baby. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, I, I get that's why other... you are valid for not liking bitches for that. Okay. But the reason it's about that shit is weird. It's, no, it's not exactly the same. And that's my point. Y'all keep telling me about a different situation that has different things. No, you keep no, bringing no, no, up no. the we... points to justify it and we saying, no, that's really wrong. No, <laughs> it's not wrong. It's not... I'm saying yeah. I am saying that your points are not particularly on point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you can feel like, how you want to feel about this, I mean, but your points correct. to prove it is dumb. Oh, uh, the fact that your family dynamic didn't didn't change. Yes, that. No, no, yeah. No, my points about the women bringing a child to the house that changes everything. Yeah, that, that does change. That well, I mean, it, either party bringing a child yeah. to the house. Not what that. I'm talking about. What you keep doing is telling me about a new situation with a man. That's not what the fuck I'm talking about. Would Which I, is why I'm saying you are totally cool. I, and sure, in the male situation that you bring up, it's still not the same as the woman's. We can talk about how it's similar, yes, but the same, no. I mean, you know, exactly the same. Exactly, what? <laughs> that don't make okay, no sure. sense. <laughs> It's just like that. Sure, we can we can go to that as well. No two situations are the same, but if we're going to speak on a general scope, baby daddy situations and a woman who has a child are wildly different. Let's go to people who date. When you're dating a woman with a child, have to consider that child. Have to consider time with them because she's probably the primary caregiver yeah there's a lot more to consider generally a woman might not even know if a nigga has a child unless she asks because he's not the primary caregiver so the way that they can operate is different the way that his time is to be out is different because somebody else has the main responsibility of stewarding this little motherfucker so that's what i'm saying that is different sure there are similarities and or we can go real nuanced and say every situation is different well, because no, yes well, that is true as it's well it's just like yes if you but are the dating reason someone, I don't like this is because there is a little more responsibility on the woman when she comes back with a child that isn't necessarily on the man and that's not necessarily something I'm saying is correct or how it should be but that is the way society is set up and I'm just operating in in reality not no motherfucking make believe I get that but that's also going back to something not starting on something fresh new cause you could be like nah I'm not done with that and then go on about your merry way no, to go back into something For me, and either one of y'all just decide hey I had a baby while we were gone <laughs> it's different now but you walking into something like oh that's a very different situation you'd be going okay I could just not do with that like, and I could walk away either <laughs> individual you could... coming back okay <laughs> you dealing with this now what the fuck uh, I wasn't saying that I was coming back I'm saying that's why I dislike and that's the okay. situation because if that's we were fine. working on coming back and then now you're like well actually I'm pregnant now I have to rework. You know, I'm not coming back. Yeah, you can say I, that. Go. I'm not. Well, doing I mean, it. there's a lot of conversations that we have there. What are you planning on actually doing with the child? Having the child? Yeah. If the answer is yes, which in most African American situations, yes. the answer is yes. All right, cool. You want to give it up for adoption? The answer probably there is no. So are we giving the dad uh, primary custody? How uh, for how much? If, if you are the woman. You are more likely going to be the primary caregiver. So, how much is the father actually going to be involved inside of this life? Are we in a situation where we just be like, I end up adopting the child and we treat this child as if it is mine? Or is this dude going to be popping up and fucking around and making, messing around with my life? Second situation, I'm a lot less inclined to deal with than the first, as long as we're. But I mean, everyone. If I have a child, if we're on break and I have a child, 
and now I have this child with this woman that I want I want to be a part of this child's life. If this woman is a pain in the fucking ass, yeah, that's a whole other situation, and I wouldn't want to be the woman inside that situation because you have to deal with a miserable ass dude out here fighting in court and spending a bunch of money on that. Oh no, I think that from the woman's perspective too, it you should opt out. I'm just speaking from my perspective. I'm not saying that women. I'm I'm saying that it's different, and for me, I hate that. This is how it happens. It's you can't go out and just enjoy yourself. I mean, the way society is set up. Men have much less culpability in raising a child than a woman. Yes. Yeah, it's about 75-25. don't think that that's correct, but if that's the way that they're going to continue to push and make things, then that just skews the way that you evaluate who has a child on you while it's a break. I don't know what he, I don't know what he said, but yeah, like if it's a break, it's like uh, you came back with something. Oh, it is a very I hate breaks like people talk about breaks period because it is such a variable state of being or separation I mean which is basically a well, break no, it's like out. either we are together or we are not together I'm not going to use the term we need to go on a break so what does that mean are we just kind of like chilling out not dating anybody we're just going out or are we going out and are we doing our own thing and we're dating other people like well, I, I feel like those terms what's the point I need of being terms stopping we are no longer together. We are no longer a singular entity. Yeah, I think when people go on breaks, they, you know, we're still together, but well, no, well, I guess so. If you're separated, <laughs> yeah, but not divorced. Are you talking about in a marriage? Yeah. Okay, I'm talking about casual relationships. No, no I'm talking about in a marriage. Like, what yeah. the fuck is the point of a separation? Sound like oh, a break. separation <laughs> means we are no longer together, but we are still legally, legally an entity. married. Yeah. Because and we don't want to get divorced. Because we haven't actually gone through the process of being divorced. A lot of people get separated and then they get divorced. Well, I know that happens, but I'm just saying motherfuckers also do just be separated and still married as fuck. And that's the shit that be confusing. I mean, like, sometimes for legal so reasons, it out. is easier to, because of assets and things like that, it is easier to legally stay together, but get a trial separation. It is a matter of taxes. Yeah, what you want to pay and how much you're willing to pay for. Well, because honestly, no, no, I mean, sometimes the people, people don't have the money to be divorced. Getting divorced is a lot more expensive than getting than getting married. That's true. Which that is, is oxymoronic to me, but no, you, you gotta just need divvy to up paper. the stuff. You gotta div, you gotta pay people to divvy up your stuff, which is pretty wild. It's just like unless you go through a pretty pay fee divorce and you have two people who are fairly reasonable about these things, which rarely happens in divorce. It's just like one person is hanging on for all they're worth, like trying to fight. Trying Did to you fight get stuff, Ash? Oh shit! I wanted to be unmarried. Oh, you should have fought and got everything. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to be unmarried. What you even got? There was that I nothing want. exactly. <laughs> it's just like I didn't have anything to divvy up. If he asked for it, which he couldn't, he could have it. I wanted to be unmarried, and I got my unmarriedness. <laughs> she said, I, want I, I do not want this anymore. Please be done. For you. What do you need? You can have it. I have no fucking pride about. What it is that you got, I can get it myself. Leave me alone. <laughs> also, based on who you are, you probably gonna mess it up anyway. Yeah, like that's why I ain't got no problem signing like prenups because I'm like, I wouldn't really here for your shit <laughs> if that's what you want. And then wouldn't it be better for like a guy to feel like, well, I have something to fall back on and I can really like focus on my love for her, not wondering about divorce all the time and this bitch could take everything. Wouldn't that just make it a little bit easier for you? <laughs> But that's neither here nor there. That's everybody's personal thing. Oh, I mean, prenups scare a lot of people in a lot of ways. And I get that. I get that. I don't know why they scare people. They shouldn't. Because you don't want to think about legalities when you supposedly in love. I understand. It's just like, oh, don't you trust me. It's like, don't you trust me. It's just like. Where I've been and what I've seen. I trust you, but I also need legal protections. Because I have things that you are not a part of building, and they're mine, and I want them to stay mine all the time. It's just like, but, but, it's just kind of like, I don't know. So thus, I don't know where I honestly stand on prenups. Like, the Charles in me wants it to be like, well, there's two versions of Charles inside of me. There's the, like, 
to be a pragmatist and to be as to be as pragmatic and to be as uh logical as I am, but also have this like high like higher aspirational part of myself is very contradictory. So the higher aspirational part of me says, I suggest like want to be with her and love right. her unconditionally and screw this. The logical part of me it says, Hey you bitch might be a gold digger. You need to get her to sign that dotted line. Yeah, like you about to leave by two things, death or dishonor. And uh, <laughs> I don't know There's how many death, motherfuckers just, make it to death. You know what I'm saying? Is it going to matter? But I know much? people be people in, in between now and to whenever the fuck they decide to do whatever. And it's hard to come back from a lot of fucking things. So I understand why people would think it's necessary. And if you got a lot that you feel like you're going to lose. Pre not me. <laughs> Pre not me. Shit. Like if so, if my wife were to come to me with a prenup, I wouldn't be upset. I would more so be upset about the terms of the prenup than vice than anything else. It's just like if I'm looking at it, and if it's just a, covers the basic adultery and other bullshit, it's just kind of like, well, this functionally doesn't matter to me because I'm not gonna cheat. But if you like, well, if we divorce within, if you divorce within three months, uh, yada, 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 so on and so forth. When you start getting all these other caveats, it's just like, why would we plan on being divorced a year? But you never know what might happen. Bitch, I picked you. <laughs> I plan on going nowhere. See, yeah, I think it's I a mean, personal thing. Logically, I can sign this with no problems because like, well, what if we get divorced in a year? We're not going to be. Yes. You. See, you think it's a personal slight up against your character, and that's why you upset about the prenup. I mean, people in general. As long as you don't say you get to skate on adultery within a year and keep all your shit, mm-hmm. like you protected yourself because you plan on doing some dirt. I'm gonna have more problems with that. It's just like. Why See, you? my prenup is wildly basic. Y'all just got these stipulations well, no, in this shit. All these prenup horror stories. If you just hit me with the basic, like, yo, if you if you do me dirty, you can't take none of my shit. No, mine's is when we if we leave, mine's is mine's, yours is yours, regardless of circumstance. What you came in with, you take out, and what we built together, we split it up. Reasonable. That's it. Period. Ain't no, oh, if I cheated, you get half. Oh, if you cheated, I get half. No, no, no. Because we talking about that back in the day, oh, grandpa love, like his granddaddy, that nigga ain't get half. He stayed and worked that shit the fuck out. Right. No, fuck that. Fuck Earl. Shot my right. Fuck Earl and, and him. No, I'm not. I'm that not with none of that the shit. The fuck out. Nah. So you're right. You don't gotta be unmarried. Then just leave <laughs> and take your shit, mm-hmm. and we can divvy up whatever we made here. But everything that I had when I walked in, you don't get to touch. I don't care what the situation is, because if it's real, then it's real, and we're gonna work through it. And if it ain't, then it's cool. We can call this quits. But I'm not splitting. None of what I walked in here with. You didn't help me get that. You helped me get this shit over here. But I also don't plan on leaving, so. I mean, I'm, no, I'm not leaving either. It's just kind of like. Lock you in the room. It's like, go lay down. Mm-hmm. You're tired. You, with the <laughs> you sleepy. You yeah, you real you sleepy. With all these weird <laughs> How you so sleepy all today? Why are you so sleepy? You all right? Want Yo, some steak? I, if I cheat on you on the third Tuesday of the fifth year. I'll leave with everything. What? Yeah, no. So no, I wouldn't do none of that. Very, very simple. As long as she's not offended about me saying I'm gonna have my lawyer read it over, then whatever. Because this is a legal document. I'd help you have your lawyer read it over, or you just sign if you want to. Do, I need a do legal you. retainer. Which is God. As soon as I make enough money. I'm going to make sure I get a legal retainer and anything I sign is going their way. It's just like, what you about to do? I'm about to sign off on this house. Lawyer, look it over. Fish out the bullshit. You think your job self-esteem is based on performance. Being better than 
making sure you be number one. Y'all think y'all self-esteem, just dudes, is based on that. Well, yeah. You are correct. Why do you think the sex bullshit be hitting people so hard? You got a dick. Oh! I be the most. He fucked my bitch, or I fucked your bitch. I, I be like, what is this obsession? <laughs> what is this obsession? What is that? See, I don't care I about that. First, you you mess no, around like, sloppy seconds. I don't care about that either. I just think I don't care if you mess around with a chick that I was talking to, mm-hmm. unless you're like one of my friends. Like then it's weird. What I care about is if you were like speaking down on me to a chick I was talking to. They were supposed to be one of my friends. That's weird now. And now I have now I feel a way about you. But it's more because of the betrayal aspect and not about the woman. I thought I could trust you and you've shown yourself to be untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. I don't fuck with you for that. But like in terms of like my ego and I don't give a fuck. You fucked the chick that I fucked. So, so some, some, somebody else did too. This is not a new. Ver- I was not there unless first, and I was I, not I, there shit, last. Unless I was there first, and shit, I might have been sometimes. And you know what happens? Someone's there second and third. Okay. This is not a start. This is not a podium. You don't get a. You don't yeah. get a spot on the podium for being there first. Yeah. No. You, you know what? You don't get a position forever unless she wants you to have one. So I ain't really tripping off of that. It's more like my ego is based off of like me feeling like I'm number one, but I am like supremely confident in myself. Like I, y'all know I'm arrogant as fuck. Like, so that's where my ego lies. And it's like my arrogance. Like I don't really like get too down on myself. And when I do like. You crawl over the table. Not even, well, not even that. Like I go out like. My ego real easy to boost. It's it's quick. Like I guess it's easy. It's just like I, that's the part of being. That's the nice part of it. Always being super high. It's like it's real easy to get back up there. Well, not even that. It's just like I'm cute. So like when I go to Chipotle and the fact that the Chipotle lady gives me free shit every single time I go, that's the ego boost. Like just I I use shit like that. Like I my bowl should be around. Everything I get would be like fifteen, sixteen dollars every single day. I can't see that's what I said. I spend around nine dollars, nine ninety. So she saved me a, a decent bit. Every every trip. It's not like it's sometimes, it's not like every once in a while. It's literally every single time. Someone can tell her something and she's doing something completely different. That pumps my ego to know and I'm like I don't know why and I, I've asked people should I just say something to her no alright bet so I don't because I also think that she played for the other team so I'm super confused about this but I also I'm like you just gorgeous my nigga you right and so that plays into my ego so yeah no I would say ego and like me feeling like I'm number one definitely is a big part of my self confidence but I am good at like finding small victories that keep my self-confidence pretty like good in a positive space oh that's the primary thing that i work out for and a lot of other things i just have to get my self-confidence back up and once i get my self-confidence back up i honestly once your self-confidence is up and you get some armor around it it doesn't get nicked as easy and the things to stop affecting you as much as they used to yes it's just like oh you got rejected i'm great yeah, I definitely didn't get myself. I didn't have my self confidence while like, I was in like high school. Like after I got fat, I started asking bitches. I wasn't asking to go on dates. I didn't ask to go on like another date until like I was taking a chick to school back and forth when I was driving, picking her up in the morning to take her to I school. Actually, never had a woman say no to me taking her out on a date. I always shoot crazy high. She she was probably like one of them ones in our school, and like older niggas was coming to pick her up after school. I can, that's the lane that I like to compete in. So, I'm, I mean, I always go for a particular type. I tend to have particular types. Nah, it's for me, it's, uh, 
It was very visual based um, in my younger days. I don't give a fuck. With, I don't know nothing about you, but you were. You got a fat ass. Hey, you get light skin, fat ass, nice titty. I bet. Here I come. I don't know. But that Everyone was the quintessential type back in the day. And all the black girlfriends I, I would have, people would call them quote unquote sadiddy. I said diddy. Yep. That is the adjective that the hood girls would probably describe. Or my sister would describe them as. It's like, why are you doing the most diddy ass girls? Like, I don't know. I mean, the pretty much everybody, if you're not if you're not like quote unquote super black, pretty much every single every single girl probably would describe him as a diddy. Home Depot is what built my confidence. I guess that's the question more so do y'all think that's at your detriment what? to always having your self-esteem be equated to being number one? Depends upon. I would if I thought that I needed someone else's validation for number one. Like getting the outside validation just feels nice and it's a quick pick me up. But in like reality, like I don't need you niggas to know that I'm number one because I've been number one since before y'all were born. So like most of y'all got to catch up. I guess in terms of when you don't feel it, right? And you're not allowed to feel and then your feelings could not, can make you feel like number two real fast if you let it. Right. So you think it's a constant need to stave away all whatever that is, sadness instead of these feelings like grandiosity that really hold y'all back, like to expressing or just admitting like, damn, I'm hurt or I'm angry or whatever. No, I'd be hurt. Mm -hmm. But it don't ever like me being hurt never takes away from me being number one. Like number one, get hurt. Like players fuck up Mm -hmm. and shit go south like like I said I, I met my failures really quickly like I'm cool with that like I recognize that I don't do things in the best I also recognize that I value things in the 25th hour a lot of the time when it's too late and other shit is going on I'm good for that so not and I recognize that shit sometimes I'm sad about the shit that I didn't care about and I gotta just be like alright well we gotta make better decisions. We gotta just be better. That's that's just sad, but we gotta just yeah, be better. Like at the end of the day, like if I don't wanna like be back in this space feeling this, what do I have to do to like work to not feel this again? Because ultimately most I would say most things that people feel are their fault. You opened yourself up. You allowed yourself to be vulnerable. You trusted somebody. You moved in a fashion that you believe was correct that led you into this space. So if that's my general premise, then it's generally up to me to figure out how to move past that. And that's empowering. It doesn't ever feel like a defeatist statement where I think other people might not want to think like that because if everything comes back to them, then shit might be like too hard or too like oppressive. But for me, it's like very empowering that if everything comes back to me, then that means I have the power to change anything that I want to. And so I kind of like relish in inside of that when like, I might not be the number one in a situation. I can change that though. And so that's what I like base like my, like my feelings and, and like my like self-confidence and and then the ego is just like the outward facing like confidence that like not even bravado because I wholeheartedly believe it when I'm saying it. It's just more of like my outward facing confidence. Like the internal confidence isn't something that I need to really speak to you about because it's like it's working confidence. It's it's things that I'm handling and getting done and doing. Whereas this outward is just like me speaking about like more I say my outward confidence is me talking about the past where my inward confidence is me focused on the present and the future. Because I'm confident and proud of things that I've already done. And I'm more like focused on like moving forward, I guess, inside of like my internal confidence where I have to like, all right, well, how can we change things? How can we like realign and get to a space that we're, we feel good in? So that, that's what makes 
is where my self like assuredness comes from. It's like the fact that I I view things as like inside of my scope to change, change who I'm dealing with, how I'm dealing with somebody, the ways that I deal with people, how I communicate. Just I can do a lot for me, and then and move from there. So yeah. All right, guys, I got a couple authors for y'all for the listeners. Robert A. Johnson is pretty dope. Really love him. Roger L. Moore has books on becoming a man and what that actually means. Uh, Robert Bly is really pretty fucking cool. Terrence Real, which I listen to a lot of his lectures, and I do have one of his books. And Douglas Gillette. Pretty awesome, guys, if you guys need help. And also, go speak to somebody because we don't want y'all sat around here anymore. It's time to deal with it and grow up stop being afraid of what you're feeling not blow up and and destroy things and be self-destructive right nah don't do that nah didn't do what Ash said the first time unless you don't wanna well like comment subscribe do all the things we love you guys and do you love us see you there goodbye you said no.